Pubcast. The biggest block is the doubt because the, the energy that opens us up to spirit the most is trust and surrender. So as soon as you question yourself or your own abilities, it closes that channel. And if you, all it takes really is to breathe into your heart, you take those few, take even a, just a minute just to really feel your heart. Because even though the message comes through from the higher mind, the heart is really where they're coming. Welcome to the Liberated Healer Podcast, where we touch on a variety of topics in the world of spirituality, energetic healing, and everything in between and beyond. Take an adventure on a shooting star with your host, Gina, offering their wisdom, guidance, and everlasting love and support. Hi, everybody. My name is Gina Cavalier, and today I have a special guest on, Rihanna Hines from Australia. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's so nice to be here. I've been really looking forward to meeting you. You're an Australian healer, intuitive channel, energy worker, and author. You're a mother of two baby, beautiful girls, just a wonderful little family. And you, I just want to give a little bit to everybody who's going to be listening to this right now. Stay on, stay with it to the end, because you and I and all of us who listen to this today are going to be activated this is an actual activation that's happening 100%. The energy of the two of us coming together right now is big. And we're both feeling it. It's huge. And this book that she has coming out is a game changer to anybody in the light space. It's called The Keepers of the Light Codes. You're going to want this. You're going to want to write notes in it. You're going to want to put it by your bed. You're going to want to have this for 30 years. You're going to want to give it to your kids when they grow up. And so just stick with us because this is a big deal. If you found this today and you're listening today, you're being activated. So just follow this journey. And I never have said this in single one of my episodes. So that you know that I mean it. So I'm going to let her kind of tell a little bit about her story and why I preference this episode. My gosh, that is <laughs> the best introduction by far I've got full tears in my eyes and oh yeah full tears in my eyes and as you were speaking I was just tingling from the crown down and yeah yeah your listeners don't know but as before I was coming on the call I was just feeling as you say the energy building and building and it's it's so good to be here so thank you Gina so yeah a little bit about me It's like I haven't always identified as being an intuitive, magical person. In fact, rewind 10 years ago and I felt anything but, and I would look at some people and they just sparkle. They sparkled and I didn't know what it was about them that gave them that that light and I wanted to find it. So I think spirit saw me noticing and saw if I was noticing that in others, obviously there was that light in me that was ready to be activated just as there is in everybody. And without trying, it's like I was called forward in the most beautiful spiritual awakening in my early 20s, luckily for me, nice and early, uh, that rapidly evolved very quickly. So yeah, that 10, 10 years ago, that woman, that young woman, I was just doing life as I'd been told to do it by society, not so much by my parents. My parents are really incredible. 
but more so by society. I had a relationship that was nice. <laughs> I had a house, a mortgage, a good job. I was ticking all the boxes. And the only thing that was, the only box that was unticked was children. And then I thought, well, I'll take that box and then maybe I'll get a bigger house and then I'm doing it. And with that thought, my body would like tremor. My what? body would tremor. My, I would just want to ex explode. I want to scream. And I just thought, this can't be it. This can't be it. And I haven't, I don't think I've told this story before. But my dad is a big fan of the music by Leonard Cohen. He's a poet. I Yeah, so I grew up listening to Leonard Cohen. And when I was a child, I thought his music was terrible. But as I got older, I saw the, the beauty in it. <laughs> and mum and dad had this big painting of Leonard Cohen. And my mum found it really creepy. So mum was like, okay, we can't have this in the house anymore. And I was like, I'll have it in my house. So I put this giant painting of Leonard Cohen in my house as a 21-year-old. And it was like he was watching me and it was like there was something happening with this painting where he, the power of his words was there in this painting and I felt I was being activated by it and I was listening to his music more and more and then I started to do yoga and I went for this yoga class with this beautiful teacher and at the end I laid in Shavasana. So this was probably the most spiritual experience I'd ever had was a yoga class, right? I was not on the path at all. And I laid in Shavasana and then she decided to put a song on in Shavasana. And it was, I think the song is called The Anthem. And the lyric is, there is a crack in everything. And that's how the light gets in. And I heard it and it just shook me. And I just laid there in Shavasana. From this sort of point on in my life, I was just being cracked open at a rapid rate. And the job fell away. The relationship fell away. And I just kept jumping and jumping into new opportunities. And every time I did, it was like I was flying. I felt like I was a butterfly. And then naturally I started to find that in my work life and over time in my relationship as well. I went, I was a remedial massage therapist and that started to infuse my, my, my spiritual aspect as they came online, crying and crying. And I thought, I'm being so weird. Why am I crying? And then it was like I started to dabble with tarot cards and oracle cards and I started to explore the idea that if I was really quiet, I knew what the tarot cards were without reading the book. And this psychic wisdom started to unfold, but because it was in my body and in my mind, I didn't associate it with being that psychic because I didn't think that much of myself. <laughs> I was like, yeah, and... Then just over the years, the physical aspects of what I was doing fell away. I was no longer massaging and I had developed over time a system, a way of doing energy work that was completely guided by spirit. And now here I am like 10 years on from that girl and I still don't, I don't think of myself as being psychic. I don't think of myself as being a healer. I don't think of myself as being a channel. I just see myself as someone who has been cracked open over years and years and I've just allowed it. I've just allowed it and now I feel that I am in my light, still very much a human with the pain and the struggles of being a human. But because I'm in my light, I just do what I feel like doing on any given day. And so that could be writing. 
that could be like opening my space more and more to, to my students. And with that to my service, but. It's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I feel exactly in the same spot you're in. And it, I always struggle to say I'm a healer or putting that label on it, but then people need to have some kind of human content or they can't understand what's happening. That is actually why I created The Liberated Healer, which is actually in everybody. It's not me as the, I'm one of the liberated healing because that's to me, when you take your own, you commit to doing your own healing, then you're the liberated healer. That's it. That's the only thing. You don't, it doesn't you don't have to be at one place. You don't have to take a class. You don't have to get a certificate, really. All those are wonderful. But you just, as long as you are committed to healing yourself, that's, you're the liberated healer. So I understand that. Like, it's hard to tell people. But also all this other things. So I appreciate that. Um, and then you like my message and my trainings and everything. Yeah. And then you started to, what about the channeling aspect? That must have been really interesting and you must have felt lots of different things. So I'm really curious about that whole experience with the channeling. Yeah, yeah. So the channeling took a little longer. It was always there, but it took a little longer for me to understand that I could, I could use it as I wished and that I could improve the quality of the messages intentionally. So probably about six years ago, I noticed that when I was meditating, so I started to really dive into meditation, that I was meditating. If I stopped trying to have no thoughts, so I think a lot of people make that mistake in meditation, they try to have nothing, but I started to control and train the monkey mind, lower thoughts, wondering what I should have for dinner or do tomorrow. When I started to train that mind but just allow whatever was underneath that to be then I was having profound insights and profound ideas and it wasn't like a booming voice of a guide it was just the subtle whisper of my higher mind Mm. and I think a lot of people make that mistake when they think they're disconnected I'm not getting a voice of a of an extraterrestrial it's maybe if you just listen to the higher mind is that the voice of a divine being (laughs) and it took me a while to learn that but I started to listen to this higher mind that would come in when my lower mind was switched off and I started to acknowledge those ideas and those thoughts and those messages and I started to write them down because I was noticing that the sentences if I was just listening I would try and interpret the sentences with my mind then and there and I would lose the meaning. Whereas I would write the single sentence down and reread it and there would be so much information in the one sentence that it would take me the whole day to really feel the impact of those words. And the more I focused on raising my vibration, the more I could communicate with higher and higher energy very confused when I first started channeling the messages were all over the place but I was very confused and all over the place fitting yeah I was still probably like partying more than I should to be channeling 
I was like not eating very well. I was very like determined with my work. I had a lot going on and my channeling, there was a lot going on. And the more I just simplified, pulled back, the more crisp the messages got, the more fluid they got to the point where every single time I was sitting down just last year, or yeah, last year, every single time I was sitting down to write, it was flowing on from the previous time that I wrote. And I was like, ah, oh, this is interesting. Wow. And it's good that was a book, but this has taken a long time of trusting the message and purifying. Purifying sounds a bit righteous because I'm by no means pure, <laughs> but working to to have some sort of conscious control over my own vibration. And as I've done, that's what's enabled me to write the book. Yeah, and again, it's called The Keeper of the Light Codes. And there's all these different activations that are channeled. And we'll talk a little bit more about who's channeling the messages. But I'd like to just remind everybody that if you want to connect with your guides or angels or any type of higher vibration energy, it, a lot of times it's with writing. Almost with everybody that I know, it starts with writing because like you said, the monkey mind, the lower mind and recognize, and we all have it. So then you can start to, to separate them. So like you said, you're sitting down to write and meditate and you just say, I want to connect with my guides and I want to see what the messages are for me today. What do I need to know? And yes, like you said, the dinner comes up and you just go, oh, nope, let's put that away. And you start to get the practice going. And let it flow and that everybody can do this type of thing. Everyone can do this. Yeah. 100%. And the biggest block is the doubt because the, the energy that opens us up to spirit the most is trust and surrender. So as soon as you question yourself or your own abilities, it closes that channel. And if you, all it takes really is to breathe into your heart. You take those few, take even a, just a minute just to really feel your heart. Because even though the messages come through from the higher mind, the heart is really where they're coming. It's the messages are in the body as you're breathing into your heart. And as you say, calling in your highest guides, I always say I call for my highest and brightest guides. I never focus on one single guide because as I upgrade and evolve, so too do my guides. And I don't want to limit myself by anchoring into one specific guide. I call forth my highest and brightest team. You yeah. have in their heart. And yeah, it's, it, anyone can do it. Okay, so let's get into, well, what do you think would be the next stage that we should talk about? Is it important to know who you're channeling or where they come from? Are some of them angels or is that important yeah. to know? So actually the, in the book, it doesn't, the book doesn't reveal, the channelings don't reveal who, the, who is being channeled until the very last chapter. Okay. And the reason for this is the last chapter holds a very profound initiation into for the reader and the channeling, the channeling within the text doesn't want there to be any agenda when reading. It asks for full trust in the reader to then wait for that initiation right at the end, a team that is pouring forth the messages. And that makes sense. It's because we're, we have that linear thinking and programming like in us so much. And if you're constantly thinking of this outward source and, and starting to build an identity with it, then you're getting out of what they're trying to train you and teach you to do, which is yeah. like you said. But 
just give one little clue, and that is that it definitely this these beings are not outside of the reader at all. It's a unified force, a unified light that exists within each and every one of us. Amazing. And it goes into it a lot more in the book, but that is the step one in realizing our divinity is to understand that all of us is there. All of it is there within us. And I, so when I started just, I haven't gotten through a lot of it, but in the very beginning, you basically, I love how you're, you say, if you found this, just basically with how I opened it, that you're meant to be here. You're meant to have this. You're ready for this. And what I really loved was that you are, if you're reading this right now, you are master already. You're not a beginner. And I love that. I've never heard anybody say anything like that. And I liked that. I just went, yeah, I am. I know I am. Well, why do I always have to think I'm a beginner when I have to go to a new modality or a new thing? And, And that's that linear programming thinking again. And when you just open with that, no, you're here for a reason. You are a master, period. Like you would not be able to understand the words on this page right now if you weren't at a certain frequency and level. Exactly. That was amazing just to hear. I would, And then you also said something next about you've already reached it. So don't worry. It's not a struggle anymore. Your suffering is over. Yeah. And yeah. <clears throat> And so much of our spiritual journey, people like you, me, our listeners, your listeners, we've been doing it. We've been on the spiritual path. And so much of our ascension and our healing has been embedded in suffering, has been embedded in the cycles of pain. And to some extent, that has needed to occur, right? Because humanity on the whole was just absolutely numb, completely asleep and completely unaware of their divinity. But that is no longer the case for a lot of the collective. There's been this period of time where yoga has just boomed. Meditation has boomed. Think of the power of the book, The Power of Now. How many years ago was that where opening opening humanity to the power of the present moment? What a beautiful concept. I feel that we know this now. We know this. We've done it. We've done the healing, we've done it. And I'm not saying the healing ever stops, but we can change our approach because the healing journey applies that we heal through linear time, that a version of yourself in the past is less healed than a version of yourself in the future. And if linear time is an illusion, and it is, and all of your lifetimes, all of time can be accessed now through the present moment, then that means every aspect of yourself can be accessed now through this present moment, depending on the quality of your perception and the understanding of self. So it's time to stop seeing ourselves as more healed in the future and rather feel ourselves as totally healed now. Because if we're totally healed now, totally ascended, totally in our mastery, How do we approach the day today? How do we spend our time today? How do we step into service today if we're not, as you say, the beginner, the perpetual student, the underdog? Like that age of the guru is done. The only guru that exists now is the guru within. 
Oh. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it because none of that ever connected to me in a deep way. I, I just like anybody who's mastered or done their work and their time, I respect it and I honor them. But I, I never liked the idea of putting people above others. It just never felt right to me. But I knew that there was nuggets in there of wisdom. And but now it's so do you think that's something that's like you said, is that really recent? And that in our in the world thing and the new dimensions or Yeah, I think I feel and what I've been told about my book is the book is just it's just ahead of its time, right? It's just ahead of its time. Like a lot of people like even yourself who, you know, so far into aligned to your light right so aligned to your light you're going to read the book you're going to read the text and you're going to know in your body that is truth and then your mind will still go there's as you move through your mind will have you question the truth but your body knows and the book is intended for you it's intended for your listeners but in 10 years it's going to be intended for people who you know are ready to receive it so I think it's not going to be for everyone yet but anyone that finds it, it is for them. <laughs> it is I love for them. that. Oh, wow. That's so beautiful. And then they can fall into that and say, and know that this is for me. Actually, when I was reading up, even the beginning of it, it was very odd because it did, it, it did feel like somebody was talking to me and not you really, like, or it was you. But I felt like I instantly got activated to like almost a third party. That was just like in a, we were all in a bubble and it just was light. It was just was really beautiful. And so I, for me, I knew that this was something that had happened for me today. And I, it's just really beautiful. So I'm just going to want to go through some of your chapters because I want people to hear cadence. Is that okay? Yeah. I just also wanted to share a little quote that's come to my mind just before we go on speaking about the euro within. And there is one chapter that speaks about that. And like leaders, teachers are 100% necessary, but the only ones that are relevant in this age now are the ones that reach into your heart to remind you of the guru that you are. Any guru leader teacher that projects their superiority is no longer relevant. It's no longer relevant. It's from a different age. And so I've had a recent experience and I have with a few of my other colleagues and friends that are completely rejecting certain things that they never were before, that they were comfortable in before. So say if you have a corporation or a boss or something that you are part of and you've been away from it for a while and doing some kind of like light energy work and you try to go back and it, you can't anymore. Now that makes sense with what you're saying because if those people have not they're kind of still stuck in the whatever, I don't even know how you, like the 3D world or they haven't really dug in deep and now you try to go back and they're not teaching you anything. And like you said, they're not communicating with the heart. You reject it fast. Yeah. You will leave that job. You will whatever, leave that project or you will find a way to get out. You will make a step to say, okay, I'll be going to be on this project for six weeks, but you already make your exit plan because you can tell immediately it's not vibrating with you anymore. And it's no judgment on them, but that's where, and that's where I like 
to champion people for that awareness that it's okay. You didn't do anything wrong because that job doesn't suit you anymore. Yeah. But people are guilty. Yeah. And the pain of the misalignment is getting greater because we are being fast-tracked into our highest and brightest path individually, but collectively. We are creating a whole new paradigm. You, me, your listeners, anyone that is committed to truth and love, we are creating a whole new paradigm and there is no time to waste. Time is speeding up. Time is dissolving. We can no longer engage with activities that aren't serving so that the pain the resistance that we're going to have to those things to those jobs to those relationships it's going to become unbearable to the point where they're just going to fall away really quickly and it doesn't mean that you don't love that person or respects them or that job or that company or what they're doing I do I it is it feels like what used to be asleep and now is literally um just I'm hearing it from everybody they're just mm-hmm. like, no, I just, I used to just for years sit there and do that job. And now I can't do it anymore. Crack toe pen. I love that yoga journey you had. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. The point comes where you just, you're forced to make change and it's painful, but it's liberating. And it is painful. And that's the thing that I love. Reason why, one reason why I like to do these podcasts is because it's like we've all been there and it hurt. <laughs> and, it hurt. and the thing is, though, that you heal faster, though. So what I say is that when you used to be in hurt for like weeks or months and months, even maybe years, it, it, as you do this work, it starts to shorten. You know what I mean? And then you can get it down to maybe even just like you had a really bad, painful thing that happened with a, a friend or a colleague or a loved one. And you heal like within a day or two because you know that you had your truths, right? And I think as we cultivate, like usually with our spiritual remembering, we start to naturally cultivate that higher observer mind. So when that observer higher mind isn't there, all that's there is the lower mind running stories related to that pain and suffering, perpetuating the pain and suffering, holding us there longer, sometimes even decades. But as we cultivate that higher observer mind, we can have two things going on simultaneously where we're grieving, we're in pain. And then there's the observer mind, the higher mind holding us, holding you. And just, you know, that this suffering, this pain is very temporary and you can witness and know that whilst being in it. And I think that as well is what makes it feel so much shorter because that's that must, that my mastery that comes with our spiritual remembering. I just got a vision of that, that little poem that used to be where it was, where Jesus was the feet in the sand. And then he said, gosh, going through my hardest times in my life, all of a sudden there was only one set of footprints instead of two. And he said, oh, that was when I was carrying you. And that is like the, I just got that vision right now. And I saw that when I was a kid and I just, I'm getting that energy right now of, that's when the, when you're going through the hardest time, that's when the collective and the energy and the angels and everybody that all our spirit mm-hmm. guides really are carrying us lightly with love as mm-hmm. we cry. We're never alone. Yeah. So something that happens to me, which I love so much is I, when I'm connecting and I'm channeling, I always channel when I'm laying in bed, like before I go to bed or when I'm putting my daughter to bed, she likes me to lay with her till she falls asleep. So I just close my eyes and 
of connect. And when I feel disconnected, sometimes I say from my heart, are you there? And then I just hear almost laughter, like, <laughs> like we're always here. <laughs> and it's like silly old me thinking that I have to be more than I am in that moment in order to feel, in order to have that support. But it's never not there. No. And it's really when you need it the most, always right there for us. So you have in the book, you have the lessons. First, you explain how it all works. Then you have the lessons. And this could be like the fabric of who you are. Oh, let there be light in your heart. Open your heart to love. The gateway to God. Liberation of self. There's all these different things. And then you go into the initiations, which are literally where you go through step one from all the way from the very first one. The first initiation, gateway back to God. The second is the temple of light. The third is the seed of life. And it just goes on further. So wonderful and power and it goes all the way into it looks like the 28th and and then you have galactic light and then you have a few other things and the last kind of putting all the puzzle pieces together so this is definitely that's an incredible amount of channeling you've done (laughs) yeah but you know what the lessons are short the initiations are short so like you don't need to read them all in one go because you just sit with one. Just sit with yeah. one, read it slowly and do the practice and then do it one another day. And like the book is actually not that thick because the lessons are short. Yeah. And it's, it's such a beautiful journey. Like each one, each initiation is reprogramming or unwiring an aspect of yourself that can't align to that truth that we spoke about at the beginning, the truth that you are it, you are in your mastery, you are a light being, you are remembered, you are whole, complete, you are done. So any part of your body or your mind or your energy that can't attune to that, it's like one initiation at the time, it's peeled back, it's unwound. And so some of them are totally random. Some of them really make sense and they in, in alignment with how we've healed before, like a, a bit of a release, a bit of a cry, a bit of a purge. And then some of them are so on the subtle body, but you feel this little tweak, like this little tweak. And it's, ah, yeah, I get that. And as I was channeling it, I was obviously getting this transmission coming through and yeah, they, there was the shimmer. Like for a lot of those initiations, I was getting that downpouring, like what we got when we first started talking. And then by the end, there is this galactic connection, this universal, this multiversal connection where any aspect of yourself that thought that you weren't not only an aspect of the multiverse, but also the multiverse in itself, God in itself, any aspect of yourself that couldn't align to that truth, it kind of dissolves and it's not that it dissolves permanently because the mind will rewire it but then the book is there to allow you to to let go again to soften back into that remembering and so it's a tool it's channeled through now as a tool for us at this time because there has to be a point where we shift our uh, we we shift how we move through our spirituality our healing and our remembering We've been doing it in the same way for a long time. And now as, a, as an ascended humanity, as a humanity that is up-leveling and moving into a different frequency, a different dimension, we have to change the way we approach our healing and our uh, ascension. 
it has to move out of the linear time 3D model. It has to move into that 5D and above model where all is happening now. Yes. And I, you mentioned Power of Now, which was my first book into this as well. I don't know if that's your first book, but you mentioned it. And that's why I went, oh, Eckhart Tolle. I just love him. I literally still to this day, if I'm feeling funky, we'll just put him on in the background. And I, his voice just calms me down. I, I, he brings me and I just laugh because he's just just that little giggle he has and stuff like that. But I do remember thinking even recently that, wow, his book right now was pioneering at that time. But right now is we need a new thing. I honestly felt that. And that's where I, your book is actually aligned to be that next sort of thing. And it's not even, it's exactly the way it was supposed to be because that's what he wrote and channeled and whatever. It, that was what people could understand at the time. Exactly. Yeah. My book channeled through when he released his book, it would have sat dormant gathering dust because no, very few people were ready to receive this message then. His book and the work that is of that time as well, it was the catalyst for a mass awakening, a mass awakening. And people have dived into their journey and like, look how many beautiful light beings there are on this planet now. And it's like, we are ready to elevate, to hold, to anchor and to be the leaders, if you like, as the rest of humanity starts their dark night of the soul, which they've been going through the last two years, the dark night of the soul, that painful rebirthing, we need to be initiated to a higher level of light and understanding, forgiveness and compassion so we can hold the mass collective in their dark night of the soul. So this book is for us. It's for the light workers who need to up level, if you like, but it's not an up leveling, it's a peeling back, up level so we can hold the next layer of the remembering. I just feel like crying because I needed this so bad because I, I, I am completely dedicated to helping as many people as I can, but I need to upgrade my tools in a way. And I, so I'm really excited to go through the whole book. And I actually would love to have a second, a part two, when I'm done at the very end, and I'm going to keep a little journal and maybe go through that to help people experience my experience of your book so i'm hoping that we can do that um we're gonna do the, we're doing the whole freaking thing all the way to the end as it speaks <laughs> i needed that like you said as a light worker i was a little bit like what's next yeah <coughs> oh sorry excuse me and the book as well it speaks so much to purpose and service because what is the point of us being here it's to help others it truly is. And that doesn't have to be grand. It doesn't have to be this big idea. It's subtle and it's soft and it's whatever your heart tells you to do on any given day. And the book wants us to all know just as our ascension and our healing, it's not a journey. It's not something to achieve. So too is our divine purpose. It's already there within each and every one of us. We've done all these courses over the last 10 years or whatever. We've done all these trainings, as you say, all of them so valid all of them necessary in being who we are today. But now, what is the true expression? The light workers that are listening to this now, what is your true expression of your true purpose? There is no course. There is no course that can teach you the true expression of your service. It's so unique to you. And 
Mm. And what needs to come through now is fearless authenticity. Because through fearless authenticity, you can serve in a way that you have never imagined. You can open people. You can heal people. As soon as you step out of the framework of all of the dogma and the ideas of previous age, just allow your light to be seen. Don't allow any fear of judgment to come through. Just do it. Just be it. Because you've incarnated at this time for a reason. You as a soul have learned so many experiences and so many tools and so many unique gifts that are all there within your blueprint, your soul blueprint of who you are now. And all you need to do is just emanate that wisdom and you will change the planet. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what comes through in the book so strongly as well. And I like that because there's a lot of people that will do like class or school and they just stay in it forever. And there's always some kind of programming that is part of a whole thing and if you don't try anything outside of yourself you don't realize you're getting programming or you, they're sometimes they're even scared to leave these classes I actually had a teacher in my who taught me so much but she really wanted everybody to stay firm and if you left she was she even told me she's I put your karma on hold and while you were in my class but now that you left you're going to get it all back and it was wow. that fear and so that's why I never resonated with any kind of super crazy rules in this journey because or that's not right that just didn't feel right to me you can't put someone's personal life on hold like that let them come and go as they are and that's exactly what your book has it's yeah you've already made it you've already made it you're already like a master so that feels so good because not one single book i have read so far and i've done probably like 80 of these episodes now has anybody said you've already gotten there not one and so I was like oh dang I have <laughs> now I can start there instead of always like wondering what there always is this little weird question mark am I there yet gonna get there soon and then they're almost giving myself permission through the words that I read of your book today giving myself permission to just always I'm already there you're already there and I'm like a relief like yeah <sighs> it is it's you can relax you can let go of so much then because we're all programmed to just strive and try and be someone and we've applied that to our spirituality you know we send and I'm gonna heal and I'm gonna (laughs) I'm gonna realize and it's like you can be all of that now you are all of that now just take a breath How do you go for a walk? How do you go into your garden if you're whole? If you are realized, if you're done, you go and you just be and you just see everything as perfection because you have acknowledged yourself as perfection. The world looks different. Everything is different. When you get that little peace and it will come and go, you know, it's not going to be there all day. You'll start to get all these ambitions and all of these are good and valid, right? As long as you can hold them with the knowing of how perfect and how whole you are. And then you pursue things, you pursue ideas and dreams with that knowing. It just changes everything. So what do you, what would you say to people that, you know, for example, I don't even know how I've been able to make it. It's crazy. As soon as I decided to do the Liberated Healer, which was a download one night that I accidentally took too much CBD, 
and I was like, all high and I don't like getting high. So I was just tripping. And then it was like this energy came in. You're building Liberated Healer website. I did the mission statement. I did the logo. I did everything sitting up all night long. Just flew out of me. Feel like in the but it's so weird how I spent so much more time doing this type of work now and I make more money than I did when I was on my other nine to five job. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know how it was going to. It's just it's so weird how the universe supported me. I'm even living better, 10 times better. I'm doing what I like more. I'm living in a better place. My relationships are better. My the people I'll have like miracles every day, whether it's like a little animal comes to talk to me or I, I meet someone in the grocery store and we just have a moment. It's beautiful. I don't I can't explain it. If you're a lot of people are so fearful. I have been at this job. I need benefits. I they in their head. And I'm not saying everybody has their own needs, right? Not to say just jump. But there is. What would you say that is? Is it really the universe supporting you? And I don't know, putting you in the right path? hundred percent. You are aligned to your, you are so in service. You are so in service that you, you are 100% supported, right? And I think most people, when they're in their suffering, when they're wondering how they're going to make ends meet, everything, the focus is very on self, right? Focus on me and how do I survive and blah, blah, blah. And it's very hard to get that divine flow of like really strong support when you're so focused on yourself. When you can turn your awareness outwards, just with a change of perspective, it doesn't mean that you don't have your own your own self-serving things embedded in it. You can still want wealth. You can still want a beautiful house. It's all valid. But if you've got vision for purpose that is about, on some level, raising the vibration of the planet, healing the vibration of the planet, then as soon as you start to bring your mind into that thought process, as soon as you start to feel it in your body, you know, you're lying in bed, seeing it, the Liberated Healer podcast, you're feeling it, you're feeling the power of how this is going to impact people. You're sending out a frequency to the divine, right? And the divine is like, I hear you, like we are with you. You need, we've got you. You just keep holding the vision. And miracles do take place because you have given yourself you have given yourself to God essentially and you are being used as a selfless servant and because your mind is vibrating at beautiful thoughts beautiful ideas abundance and beautiful things are coming back to you and it's very hard for people to to jump from one way of being to another it's it's usually going to take time but I would say step one turn your focus truly outwards allow your vision to be the vision that has the biggest impact it can be just because you're smiling at so many people it it doesn't have to be a very elaborate grand vision but a vision that has a big impact energetically you will be supported I always like I don't really meditate that much anymore but like I'm constantly I suppose it is meditating but it just feels really natural now I'm just constantly kind of praying To me, channeling feels like prayer where I'm getting that connection through my body and then I'm receiving messages, but then I'm also like speaking. I'm saying something I always say, keep me on my highest path. Keep me on my highest path. And then I say like in full devotion, use me. Like I'm here, use me. How can I be of highest? How can I be of the highest service? Use me, show me what I need to do. And if you can, please bring me the 
abundance, show me the magic of life in return and I will be used as a conduit for service. Show me. Like if you're speaking to the divine like that and making your intentions so clear, you will be supported every step of the way. And sometimes you'll get to your last dollar. You'll get to your last, your last dollar or you'll be so close to being living on the streets or whatever. Like, <laughs> And your fear will kick in and you'll think, yeah, what do I, what's going to happen? And then at that final hour, the final hour, there will be this, you'll be swept up. And as, as you say, that beautiful, like image of Jesus, you were being carried all that time. And now you're going to feel that you're actually, you know, side by side with the divine and you are not alone. And it's just turning your focus outward getting away from your suffering for a bit, focusing on what you do have. What are you grateful for? We could always have more, but we could always have so much less. Oh, yes. I just got back from Vietnam and for a little holiday with my family. And Australia, we got like pretty messed around the last couple of years by the government, I feel. Yeah. And it's easy to say, oh, poor us. And then we went to Vietnam and we heard what has happened in their country in the last two years. And it just humbled us. We got over ourselves pretty quick. And we just thought, how can we help these people as much as we can? And that people can have so much less, even when you think you've got nothing going on. Yeah, Ukraine and everything. There's so many, a lot of sadness and fear what's going on in Mexico. And the only thing we can do really is to continue like these talks and providing positive content out there and showing people that there's other ways to do things. And I liked how you were saying go outward and not use that. Like you just go out with your hands because a lot of the people I even talk to, which have really good information, but a lot of it's inward work, working on traumas and different things. But I think this is also, which is also important to work on those things, of course. But this now, just turning it outward a little bit more, it's, I actually like that. And actually is something also that your message is a little unique. Because a lot of these people go in and go fix it and go work on forgiveness and work on your traumas and work on your buttons and things like that. But I'd say one of my lowest times about seven years ago, I just really was at my lowest and I didn't know how to change the energy in me. And so I started volunteering at an animal shelter because I really was at zero. I felt like I just almost was like in a hole. Like I just felt nothing. I was numb, that whole numb. And within two months and walking animals and picking up their poop and just like giving them all this love and attention because I always had a like majorly soft spot for animals. Boom, my energy turned around. I'm like, okay, I got this. But it really was because it was the only thing I could do. I wanted to feel again so much. But I didn't want to talk about myself. I didn't want to go through all the stuff I was going through. I was in literally some kind of a pain. And so that's it. Now that you're, I'm remembering it though, I went outwards, right? I was like, let me help these poor things that don't have a voice, don't then need me so much. And going that outward really changed the energy so quickly. So I didn't really need therapy. I did that. Everything changed because I went into service. And my thing was animals at the time. 
That is so beautiful. And I think, don't get me wrong, going inwards is so important. Yeah. But when we focus on how we can serve, how we can be of service, and we give ourselves to the highest and fullest expression of our service, anything that is not in alignment with that life, with that expression, is going to be revealed for healing anyway. You are going to be, to commit to that path, you are going to have to be forced to go inland. You know, if for me to speak on a podcast, if this is what I meant to do, then every part of me that feels unworthy, every part of me that feels that my message isn't worth listening to, every part of me that's got fear of speaking or fear of being good enough, it has to be seen. There can be no stone left unturned. I can't just speak it and transcend it. Like I focus on what I'm here to do and then anything that resists that purpose comes up for healing. So it's like I'm not focused on how I can heal more and more. I'm focused on how I can serve more and more. And in that, I am forced to purge anything that isn't in alignment with that fullest expression of my service. So by taking your, by taking your focus into service, just through your vision, just through your intention, then you will be used, you'll have the support of the divine and you will be taken on the most deep healing journey without even <laughs> trying because your shadows, your limitations will constantly show up, constantly show up. That makes sense. So you're saying just when we go outward, we're, we are going to work on the inward, but just it's the other, you're just doing the outward first, but all the little innards are going to come out. <laughs> well, of course, the intention is going to be so big. It's going to keep your energy high that all that is in alignment with that energy, that frequency is going to be revealed. You won't be able to bypass it. In order for me to write a book and publish it, like I have, I would be the kid in school, like the teenager in school who has to stand up and speak and whose paper is like shaking. Oh. Just like I would never have thought myself worthy of speaking on a podcast. And yet here I am because committed myself, show me what I'm here to do and I will do it. Show me what I'm here to do and I will do it. And the first time I ever spe spoke on a, a podcast interview, like I just thought I knew nothing like two minutes before and I wanted to die and I felt all this pain come up, all this fear, all this unworthiness, all this disgusting energy. And I was just like, I'm here at service. Be with me. Show me what I need to say. I'm obviously meant to be here. Help me. And then it's just like, out come the words. It's not my words. It's the divine support that's with me because I am, I'm in selfless service and that is my intention. It makes sense. I get nervous every interview as well. Yes. And I always contribute and I go, that means I'm excited. And excited is a great energy. Yeah. I did to do the work. That's a really great energy to be in. It's not like a nervous as a, in fear, but it's with an excitement. I'm always like, I had the same thing. I was like, what am I? I always find something to talk about. But for a while it was like, I didn't want to be on camera because it was like, I'm the aging thing. And like, I, that's something I've been working on. Yeah. Oh, look at my face all the time. And I know Zoom brought that out a lot of people. Oh, she looks so beautiful. Oh, thank you. I, I heard all these stories like Zoom made us look at it ourselves a lot more and yeah. critique ourselves. And a lot of people found that very negative. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like when I'm talking to you, it's such a hard connection. It's yeah. like my, 
here next to each other. And yeah, sometimes when the conversations on Zoom are really like heady, then, you know, I find myself looking at myself and holding my body and my face in a certain way. But then when we're like connecting like this, it's like, I don't even wave my hands around. (laughs) Do you have any suggestions that you want to leave with us today or a meditation or do you want to read something from your book? Do you have any ideas of how we should fill this up? Oh, okay. So I hadn't, I hadn't thought. I don't have the book with me here. So I have it open. Let's just maybe uh, we'll just close our eyes or come into our heart. And so if you're driving or you're listening to this while you're walking, just taking some breaths and anchoring into that space of the heart, the internal space of the heart. And seeing if you can feel and see the space within the top of the rib cage as an empty void, a black cave within the top of the chest. See if you can connect to that black void as a feeling as a visual, and that the very, very center of that black void, you see a glowing, brilliant light. And you focus on that light within the black void. And then the black void As you focus on the light, the black void, it loses all external boundaries. It becomes the limitless space of the cosmos. The central sun, the light within you. And now feel the power that you are the infinite nature of your being. And as each person who listens on feels the same energy, feel that we are all that same expression of that divine central sun, activated, connected and unified at the heart. Now feel that divine energy, the divine within you. And say, pray, keep me on my highest path. Show me where I need to be. Show me what I need to see. Use me as a conduit for your divine mission. Let that mission be my purpose. Let my purpose be my life. And so it is. Amen. Amen. And so it is.
Thank you, Rihanna Eines. And the Keeper of the Light Codes is coming out October. And yes. October 1st, we're going to link everything in there and we'll talk more. And I'm going to update you on how it went. We'll have a, we have a part two. And you guys, if you have any questions, I'm going to put all her information in there. And from across the world, Australia. Woo! <laughs> Oh my gosh, Gina, thank you so much for having me. This is, I think, my favorite chat I've ever had. So much energy and so much love. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed this episode, you can find us online at theliberatedhealer.com, on Instagram at Liberated Healer Podcast, or on Facebook at The Liberated Healer. Give us a follow, subscribe, send us a message if you so feel, and thank you for your support. Yes.